Hey there. Welcome. This is Steve. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Last Days. I'd like to share with you uh, how to practically drink of this living water. If God's life is in you and you got a a real uh, river of God's life flowing deep in your spirit, and if there's a well within you that's a fountain of life from God, don't you want to drink it? Absolutely. We want to be able to drink this living water every single day. You know, it's interesting when we looked at the woman at the well, we saw that how that she was pointing to the mountains where we worship, like um, the Mount Mount uh, Zion in Jerusalem as the place of worship to the Jews. And Jesus corrected her and said, it's not the mountains that God wants to be worshiped, but God is a spirit and they that worship him must be worshiped in spirit and in truth or in reality, as we shared. The place that God has chosen to be worshiped is deep within our spirit. I want to talk just a second about, uh, for a few moments, about this matter of this life being external versus internal. Think about it in the Old Testament. In order to get God's supply, whatever God's life would be to an Israelite or to a Gentile, Gentiles should have been allowed to, to, to receive blessings from God through Israel. Many times they abhorred Gentiles, we learned, or the Samaritans, as we learned in the last episode. But, but every person on the earth, it was made available that they could find God in Jerusalem, on Mount Zion, in that temple. God created a place. If it was, if it was before that, then it would have been the tabernacle in the wilderness uh, where they could come and they could find supply and they could find God. God was able to be found in the Old Testament, but it was external. It was outside of them. God blessed them in a way. He came upon them, but God was was found according to his law, according to the keeping of his law, according to his, 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 his moral laws, and then also his ceremonial laws, his sacrifices, and coming and bringing the appropriate sacrifice so they could have God's good pleasure upon them. Oh, praise the Lord. He is not external. God is a spirit. God now chooses to be worshiped in our spirit. And when we worship him in spirit, we find him in reality in our daily life. We find him in truth. I trust you understand what a change God has done by putting this Christ inside of us. And now we are able to internally enjoy this life that's in us. It's available to us as Christians, moment by moment, through every circumstance. And now what we need to do is to practically learn how to partake of this living water that's in our spirit. We need to be drawing from this life, this supply that's in our spirit. There are many things that we could do to draw water from this well. I just want to share a very basic practice, a very basic activity um, that's biblical, that's scriptural, that you can do in order to draw water from this life that's in you.
And you know, you need this water. I'll tell you how I know you need this water because you get thirsty. We all get thirsty. Do you get thirsty physically? How do you know you're thirsty physically? You you get dehydrated. You get lightheaded. You get, your body just knows it. You just say it out loud. I, boy, I got to have something to drink. You you want a soda? No, 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 no. I got to have just some good old water. Maybe a Gatorade, maybe something that has electrolytes in it, but water's fine. You want a good old cold or cool glass of water to refresh your physical body. You know how you know that you need to drink? You're spiritually thirsty. You're thirsty. You're grumbling. You're whining. You're frustrated with your husband. You're frustrated with your wife. You've had it up to your eyeballs with your children. You're yelling at somebody. You've had it at work. You're talking to yourself about yourself. And all you're trying to do is to figure out how to fix a situation or there's trouble going on in your life. There's a struggle going on. There's bitterness rising up in you. There's anger that's welling up. You're going to take care of this and you're going to take care of it now. Or you get anxious. You get scared. You get fearful. Tons of things we could list, but you know what they all are? They are telling you that you are spiritually thirsty. Sometimes we get dry just because we haven't been with the Lord. We're thirsty because we just have been living in ourself. We've been living in our soul life. We've been living independently of God. And there's many other things we could do to drink and eat the Lord. But I just want to talk about one right now. When you're thirsty, I want to give you the easiest thing you could possibly do. It's the thing that you did when you were first saved. And it's found in Romans chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. It says, now, the same Lord is rich to all who call upon him, whether it be Jew, Gentile, Samaritan, black, white, red, yellow, rich, poor, slave, free. It doesn't matter. The same Lord is rich to all who call upon his name. Now, this has to do with our salvation, but it also has to do with the way we live our Christian life. Paul has several verses about this, but he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in several verses, he says in chapter 12, verse 13 and 14, he says, for in, in one spirit, we were all baptized and we were all made to, that means all of us, we, we got the spirit. We got his life in us, whether Greek or free or Jew or slaves. We were all made to drink in one spirit. In other words, we all have this same living water right inside of us. It's in our spirit and we were made to drink in our spirit. Now, how do we drink? In verse three, he had told them. He says, now, no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. No one ever curses Jesus. No one, no one who has the spirit of God in, in him or her is cursing Jesus. But if someone has the spirit of God in them, they say, Jesus is Lord. You don't say Jesus is Lord, except in your spirit. Someone who does not have Jesus living in them cannot say Jesus is Lord. Because if he's not living in you, he's not Lord. 
But we that have him living in us, no matter who we are, we can say, Jesus. We can say, Lord Jesus. What does Lord Jesus mean? It means, Lord, you are Lord over this. You are Lord over that. Oh, Lord Jesus. What does that mean? When I'm passing through my frustration with my mate. Oh, you're Lord over my wife. You're Lord over, over my, my husband. Oh, you're Lord over me. My attitude, Lord. You're Lord over my feelings. You're Lord over my anger. You're Lord over my, my feelings about my children, my frustration with my children. Oh, you're Lord over my work environment. You're Lord over the problems in my life. Whatever it is you're passing through, oh, Jesus, you are Lord. And when you say, Jesus, you are Lord in the context of your problem that is making you thirsty, you know what you get? You get supplied. You get supplied by his life. What you're doing is drawing upon this Christ deep within your spirit. And what's in there? His life, his human life, his cross, his crucifixion, his burial, his death, his resurrection, his human living, his thoughts, his feelings, his will. You're wanting him. You're wanting his life in place of your, well, whatever it is that you're passing through, your disposition, your thirstiness. And what happens when you draw water from your life, from this life that's in your spirit, when you start drawing water from this living fountain, he supplies his life and he shows up in reality or in truth. He takes care of that frustration. He floods you with his feelings about a situation. He floods you with his disposition. And it isn't as though all the other sides of the problems go away. It may not fix your wife or your husband or your kids or your problem or your, your, your thing that's going on in your life or your fear. It may still be there, but you are flooded with his life and he is there facing that. Amen. Well, what do you get when you call Jesus? Well, as a nurse, I tell my patients, if you call on my name, you say, if I'm in the other room and you say, Steve, if you need me, guess who you'll get? You'll get Steve. If you call on my name, I'll come. If you ring the bell, then your caregiver will come. If you ring the bell beside your bed as a patient, your caregiver will come. Who are we calling on? Now, in those environments, nurses, I can tell you, and caregivers aren't perfect and they don't show up often like they should. But if you call, they should come. I tell you, when you call Jesus, he will come. Call on his name. Call on the name of the Lord. The most basic, practical principle in the Bible that you can do is to call on the name of the Lord Jesus. And if, if, if you call in his name, Jesus, you get, you get him. You get his name. What does his name stand for? All who he is, all of his life, all of his righteousness, all of his wonderful godly disposition, he will respond perfectly. The Bible has much to say 
about calling on the name of the Lord. Psalms 116 verse 7 says, I will call upon the name of the Lord. Isaiah 12 4 says, call upon his name and declare his deeds among the people. Isaiah 41 verse 25 says, from the rising of the sun, he who calls upon the name of the Lord, he says, I will come. Joel 2 32, call upon the name of Jehovah and you shall be saved. Psalm 50 verse 15, and call upon the Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. Psalm 86, verse 7, In the day of distress, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Verse 91, Psalm 91, verse 15, Call upon me, I will deliver him, and I will honor him. Uh, chapter uh, Psalms 119, verse one, uh, Psalms 119, verse 146, I will call upon the name of the Lord to save me. And I will keep thy testimonies, O Lord. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Oh, brothers and sisters, we're not calling on an external supply of God to kind of come down from heaven and help us. We're calling inwardly for the Lord to come to us, to aid us, to strengthen us, and not just sort of uh, sort of guide us, no, to supply us with his life. For he is the living water that is inside of our being. So practically, I urge you to practice when you're going through it, when you're facing it tomorrow or this week or whenever it will be, daily practice calling on the name of, of the Lord. And I assure you in all reality, keep calling. Don't give up calling. Keep calling on his name and he will show up in Jesus name. Oh, I trust this week in these last days that you'll learn more and more to call on his name that we might be ready on that day of his appearing. Amen. Mm-hmm.